0: Proverbs 6, 16 to 19, and 27, 6, and then 9 to 10. 6, 16 to 19, we've got. There are six things, and i just say, this come up in our Bible study, it's like a formula, six things and then seven things. We'll probably find out about that in the sermon. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, A heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. Then if you go across to chapter 27, have a look there at verse 6 first. Right through to 10, sounds good. Chapter 27, starting verse 6 through to 10. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. He who is full loathes honey, but to the hungry even what is bitter tastes sweet. Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of one's friend "'Springs from his earnest counsel. "'Do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father, "'and do not go to your brother's house "'when disaster strikes you. "'Better a neighbour nearby than a brother far away.'" It's off.
1: Friends. Uh, Friends was probably one of the most popular shows for many, many years Uh, And I think they may have just finished about two years ago, didn't it? It actually went for a long, long time. And the whole aspect of friends is about a group of people who spent time together. They were friends. And the theme song itself is a great little theme song, isn't it? I'll be there for you is the recurring theme that happens in that. Uh, And it's great, isn't it? I'll be there for you. That's a great word that you want to hear from our friends. And uh, what we're going to be looking at today is what is Friendship. What's it about? What does it mean to be a good friend? What does it mean to be a wise friend? Because I think friendship is one of the key parts of living life, isn't it? Uh, Relationships is what it's about, and friendships are important parts of that. I think it's a part of being human. It's a desire that we have is to have good friends. It's no wonder that Proverbs spends a whole lot of time looking at friends. If you read through Proverbs, it comes up everywhere. Who friends are, what they're like, and uh, what they should be like. So, have a look at this. Proverbs 13, verse 20 says this. Uh, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. I don't know about you, but if you go walking in the morning or you go out in the morning, say between 6 and 6.30, you'll see a phenomena that is around Australia these days and a phenomena around Evan's head. It's, uh, it catches on everywhere. Even the Prime Minister does it. It's walking. They're out there, the hordes, they hit the beach, they hit the streets, they're out there, they're walking, they're all over the place. And I reckon it's not just the exercise that's important, is it? I think the exercise is part of it, but most of the time you'll see people walking with somebody else. Uh, even the Prime Minister has his whole hordes around him, but uh, you know, they're out there, they're walking with somebody else. Because I think actually the aspect of walking is not just the exercise, but it's actually the relationship that you're having with the person as you walk. And you see, that's why Proverbs puts walking as part of friendship there. He who walks with the wise. It's that picture of going on life's path together. Walking on life's path together. I don't know whether you can remember, some of you will be old enough to remember Dire Straits. You had the song, The Walk of Life. And that was that idea of Dire Straits, was the walk of life. You're walking with people. You're spending time with people. You're relating with people. When someone says to you, how about we go for a walk? It's a time to spend Relational time with them, isn't it? It's a time to chat, get to know, find out what's happening in their life. Uh, and that's great, isn't it? Because close friendships are special. Close friendships are important for us to live. Having close friendships, having close mates, are one of the great things of this life. And Proverbs encourages us to think carefully about those friendships and to be deliberate in those friendships. Because friendships have great influence on us. Friendships have great influence on you. And that's what the second part of Proverbs 13:20 was saying, wasn't it? Uh, walk with the wise, you become wise, walk with a fool, you're going to get into trouble. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 says this. It says that bad company corrupts good character. Now many of you know that I'm a father and I uh, have teenage children. And one of the great blessings that we have in our family and with our children is that they have a great bunch of peers around them. Uh, it's really special, actually. Uh, we have a, They can go out, and I'm um, sort of 99% confident uh, that they're going to do the right thing because they've got a good bunch of peers around them. They spend time doing good things together most of the time. They're not always perfect, but most of the time it, it's a special thing to know that your kids have got good peers around them. I can think of lots of people who I grew up with that were decent guys, but once they got caught up in the wrong crowd, things went skew-if. You can think of people around town, friends that you might have, friends that you know. I can think of kids going through our high school who've just got caught up in the wrong crowd and things are going bad for them. You see, who we have as friends influences who we are as people. In studies these days, it even says that uh, it can depend on your weight. Uh, if you hang around people who are, who are thin, then you're going to be thin. If you hang around people who are a bit overweight, they say you're going to be overweight. It, it influences you in that way. Friendship influences us. Who, you have, who we have as friends influences who we are as people. And Proverbs knows that. God knows that. So when Solomon writes Proverbs he talks to us about the type of friends that we should have. But not just the type of friends that we should have, but the type of friends we should be. Because there's another saying, isn't there? Uh, Friend you need to have a friend, you need to be a friend. Or a poem I read the other day said this, I went out to find a friend, but could not find one there. I went out to be a friend, and friends were everywhere. It's got to be both, doesn't it? So when we read these Proverbs, as we look at these together, they're, not, so they're, they're telling us what to avoid, but they're telling us what to avoid in friends, but they're telling us what type of character traits in ourselves we should avoid. So what are they? What are some character traits that we should avoid in friends? What are some character traits that we should have as friends? And remember that when we're talking about this, is talking about close mates. These are the people that are going to walk the walk of life with. They're not just acquaintances out there that we may know lots of different people. We can have lots of different acquaintances. But these are your close mates. These are the guys that you're going to spend a lot of time with. These are the type of people you're going to share your life with. That's what it's talking about when we're talking about friends here in Proverbs. Well, let's have a look at some of them. And the first characteristics we're going to look at are the ones that we're going to avoid. Then we're going to look at the ones that we should have. And then we're going to look at one friend who's closer than all of them. And we're going to see the first one comes out of Proverbs chapter 6. So if you've got your Bibles, because that, that passage isn't going to go back up on the screen, but if you've got Proverbs 6, open it back up and have a look. And I'm not going to delve into the six sayings and then seven. Uh, sorry, Ben, you can talk about that at Growth Group. Uh, uh, but it is a formula. It's a formula that they use to set, to set things up for what God doesn't like, okay? Six and seven. It's, just a, it's almost a stylistic, it's almost a way of writing. Because uh, remember what Proverbs are. Proverbs are tools for life, not rules for life. Remember that this type of literature is wisdom literature. It's not statements that are black and white as such that this is a rule that you have to follow because some of the ones you read well, they don't seem to fit too well. But they're tools for life, not rules for life. And so why the way that Proverbs is written is uh, wisdom literature. So we need to read it that way. That's the way it was intended and that's the way we need to read it. So we've got a nice stylistic start. Six things that God hates, seven he detests. And what doesn't he like? Well, look at there. He says, I don't like these things. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. They're the type of people you don't want as friends. These are attributes. These are character traits that God does not like. They're the ones that we need to avoid in Friends. These are the ones that we don't want to have in ourselves. And what don't we want? We don't want people with haughty eyes. These are actually people who think they're better than others. The Mrs. Bouquets of the world. Those types of people. A mate of mine went back recently to a 20-year anniversary uh, for his school. He went back, and uh, I don't know whether you've been to one of those things, but he went back and started talking to people. And he came back and he told me that just about every conversation he had Everyone was trying to say how good they were, how much money they'd earned, uh, the profession that they were in, the qualifications that they had, where they'd gone and where they'd what they'd done. It was like this one-upmanship, he said. It's almost like, oh, you thought you were good, well, look at me. Well, that's what they're saying here, that we don't have as friends. We don't want people who are trying to make themselves look better than they are. Trying to make themselves bigger, puff themselves up, putting themselves forward, as the greatest and the biggest and the best they're the type of friends we don't want and we don't want to be that way ourselves so we don't want people who are haughty people who want to be one-upmanship people who want to see like they're bigger than others and we don't want friends who've got lying tongues in verse 17 there it says a lying tongue people who twist the truth people who take the truth and manipulate it we talked about this last week didn't we when we looked at wise words, if you haven't seen, uh, listened to that sermon, go on to Evan's Head and you can download it and you can listen to it. Wise words, we don't want to have a lying tongue. We don't want to be speaking with forked tongue, as they say. Because lying tongues destroys relationships. It destroys trust. So how can you have a friend that's not telling you the truth? How can you be a friend if you're not telling the truth? And we shouldn't be one who goes around with people who shed innocent blood in verse 17. Well, you might say, well, that's pretty safe there. I don't have any axe murderers as friends, which is good. But do any of your friends destroy people with their tongue? Do any of your friends destroy the soul of you and others with their tongue? Rip them apart with their words? Destroys another character by the way they speak about them? We're not to walk with people like that. And in verse 18, someone who wants to take you down the path of illegal activities. These are the type of people who will be avoided. The one who wants to take you into the shop and dares you to pinch the Mars bar. I can remember that very clearly when I was about 13. Someone tempted me and said, you want to steal that Mars bar? And you want to know the end of the story? Yes, I did try to steal that Mars bar. You don't want to be with people like that. We had a situation in our school recently where someone's pinched some coke uh, and people got suspended because they went and shared it with others. You don't want to have good friends like that. You don't want to have friends who go around burning CDs for you. Copyright laws. That's not what we want either. We're not to be with people who are doing illegal activities. They're not the people to walk the walk of life with. Well, look at verse 19. Avoid those who are into slander, into gossip a person who passes on damaging and sensitive information. People are like that are to be avoided as close friends because how do you know if they gossip around you about someone else if they're not talking about you around someone else themselves? When I was 16, I worked in a bowling alley. a uh, Great job, I thought at the time. It's excellent because you could bowl after work, uh, you get the keys to the machines, you could crick up credits and you play games all night. It was a great job. Uh, but I used to work on two shifts, two uh, Friday night and a Saturday night shift. And most of the time, the person I worked on the Friday night was a different person who I worked with on Saturday. And then throughout the couple of years I worked there, you worked with a whole lot of different people on different shifts. And it was amazing that when you work with different people on different shifts, who they used to talk about someone that they worked with the night before, and how that person the night before did such and such, and how that person the night before said, What do they think about you? And then they would then get about, and it would happen all the time. And again, I was part of that. So easy to get caught into that, isn't it? People who gossip go off and tell things about who you are and what you like and then go and speak to somebody else. And then behind your back, they're talking about you. We don't want to be friends like that. We don't want to have friends like that. We also don't want to walk, walk with those that spread strife. That's what the last part of that passage talks about. A man who stirs up dissension among the brothers. I remember there was a couple of blokes when I grew up in school that you knew that if you went out with them that night, you're more than likely to end up in a brawl. Some of you could probably remember friends like that too. You'd go, you'd go down to the pub, you'd spend some time with them and you were guaranteed that most nights that you were out with them, there was a brawl somewhere. I had a cousin who was like that and uh, he was a thrashing machine. He was very hard to handle he just go out and he caught it. It was just his aim, was to have a brawl that night. We don't want to be having friends who are that, like that, who we walk in life with. Now, you might be thinking to me this morning, this morning like I did as I was looking through this, well, what does that mean about... You know, aren't we as Christians, aren't we as people who are followers of Jesus supposed to be out there amongst all the people who are doing those sorts of things? Christians are supposed to reach out to those that are struggling with stuff like that. Well, the answer is yes but also no, isn't it? The answer is yes, we are supposed to be out there talking to people like that, encouraging people like that, but the answer is no, they're not to be the people to walk your walk of life with if they stay like that. You see, the walk of life we're talking about here are the ones that we spend intimate time with, the people who are close to us. Now, if we're out there and we're loving them, then we want to see people come to know Jesus because Jesus will transform people from being people who are slanderers and gossipers from people who have got lying tongue from people who have got haughty eyes and proud and puff themselves up and then we may be able to walk the walk of life with them because we see them change and become like Jesus because Jesus can transform our lives none of you can testify to that I can testify that to myself that God has changed me I don't go around pinching Mars bars anymore thankfully though they're nice but I don't do that anymore. I don't go around gossiping about people behind their back on different shifts, not that they have different shifts, but I don't do that anymore because we're transformed by the gospel, by Jesus. You see, in loving people, then we want to introduce them to Jesus so they get transformed, so that their lives are changed by him, so they have the spirit within them and they become people that we want to walk the walk of life with. Friends that you and I would love to walk with. Well, what type of person does that look like? What characteristics are found in a good friend? And to be a good friend? Well, you could start with by actually flipping everything in the first Proverbs chapter 6, couldn't you? Just flip all those and not do them. Change them. That would be the first start, wouldn't it? And you can see that if you do that, then the overarching theme of all that is that you go from being a person who is self-serving To a person that is other person serving. He changed from wanting to do everything for yourself to wanting to serve people. Jesus said, I came to be served, I came to serve, not to be served. And that's what we should be like too. Someone has said that you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in people than you can in two years by trying to get people interested in you the difference? You can make friends by being interested in people, by being other person focused. Not yourself focused, not your needs focused, but them focused. Because then they'll love you back too. To be a great friend, you need to be other person centred. To be a great friend, you need to be there for them. Like that song out of Friends, I'll be there for you. Which is what God said have more than a couple of thousand years ago. He said the exact same thing. In Proverbs chapter 17, 17, he said, A friend loves at all times and a brother is born at a, in a, for adversity. A good friend is someone who loves you through all situations. No matter what it is, they are there for you. Uh, I heard a story recently about a soldier who asked his commanding officer if he could go into no man's land to rescue one of his friends who'd been grievously injured by uh, some gunfire. Uh, and the the commanding officer said, "You can go," he said, "but it's not worth it. Your friend is probably dead, and you'll get shot going after him." But the young man went anyway, and somehow he managed to get to the guy. He got him. He picked him up, put him on his shoulder, and as he raced back, he fell into the trench, landed on the bottom of the trench with the, his mate's body over the top of him. And the officer looked at the soldier and looked at him warmly, and said, "Look, I told you it wouldn't be worth it, mate. Your friend is dead." and you're mortally wounded well the young guy looked up to him and he said it is worth it it was worth it what do you mean? asked the officer the guy said it was worth it because when I went to get him he was still alive and he looked at me and he said Jim I knew you'd come true friends stick together through thick and thin They rejoice when there is rejoicing and they cry when there is sorrow. Real friends are those that stick with you no matter what you do. And when you make a fool of yourself, they know that you haven't done a permanent job of it. They're good friends, aren't they? And I reckon every one of us here could testify to somebody who's been there for us when it's been tough. Someone who's ridden the crest with us someone who's gone through the depths with us someone who's loved us no matter what they are true friends so friends who love us who go through good and bad things who go through the the highs and the lows are friends that we want to walk the walk of life with and not only that but they should be honest trustworthy and faithful have a look at chapter 27 we Ben read from earlier we'll read verse 6 is the first one then verses 9 and 10 are the two main ones there says this wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses verse 9 perfume and incense bring joy to the heart and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from earnest counsel a true friend is someone who you can sit down with and expect them to give you an honest answer a true friend is someone who you can sit down with and you know that your relationship is bigger than whatever you need to bring to them. That no matter how hard it is, and no matter how truthful, and maybe the truth might hurt, but your love goes past that. Because you love one another to be honest with one another. Oscar Wilde said, a true friend always stabs you in the front. It's a good saying, isn't it? not in the back, in the front, because they are loving, because they are truthful, because they are faithful, because they are a never-desert-you type of friend. They're the type of friends that we want. They're the type of friends that we want to be. And we need to think carefully about that, don't we? That's what Proverbs is encouraging us to do. It's encouraging us to think about our friendships. Think about the people that we want to walk life with, Think about the type of people that we want to spend life with. Think about the type of people that we want to be and that we need to be as friends. Maybe people that aren't haughty eyes, people who aren't, don't have lying lips, people who don't seek to destroy people, people who are not into illegal activity, people who are not gossipers and slanderers, people who don't stir up trouble, but people who are there for you, people who will not desert you no matter what, people who will love you through thick and thin, People who will tell you the truth. People who are faithful. People who are faithfully there for you. They're the type of friends we desire. They're the type of friends we need to be. And you know Proverbs hints at one more friend who is even closer than all those. Proverbs 18.24 which I think will go up on the screen. says this, And a man of many companions may come to ruin but there is one that sticks closer than a brother. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12, another wisdom literature book says this, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Who can be closer than a brother? Who is the third strand that will hold us together? Who is the one that we need to cling to beyond all other friendships? It's Jesus. Jesus is the one. Jesus is the one who has the qualities of all those things that we were talking about before. If you read through Jesus' life, he is the perfect example of wisdom. He is the wise man. He is the wise friend. He is the one that personifies wisdom. When you know what a wise person is, you need to look at Jesus. When you want to have a close friend, then you need to look to Jesus. Jesus is a servant. He is faithful to the end. He is honest. He is loving. He is so loving that he died for us he didn't leave us in our sin and desperation but he went to the cross and died for you and i so that we could be friends with him and with with god our father for eternity his friendship takes us through this life and into perfection you see why we were still enemies with god christ died for us it says in romans Why we still didn't want to have anything to do with God? Christ died for us so that we could be his friend forever. And Jesus' last words to his disciples, do you know what they were? Jesus said, I will be with you to the very end of the age. I will be with you. You are never alone when you have Jesus. There is never a time when he is not there. There is never a time that he will leave you. You may think that he has it, but you know what's happening. That's you turning your back on him. He never turns his back on you. He will be with you to the end and into eternity. I will be there for you," says a friend from song, uh, the, the song from friends. Jesus says, "I will be there for you for eternity." That is a friend closer than any others. Some of you know Dawn Bloy. Ah, pity she's not here in one sense, but in another way, probably good. Um, Dawn, uh, you'll know, has gone through cancer over the last 12 months. Uh, last She was up here from Victoria last year. Uh, when she went home, she was diagnosed with cancer. And it was a shock to all of us. Uh, but as she was going through it, if you spoke to Dawn about how she felt through the operation, through everything that she went through, she will say the one thing that sustained her is she knew that God was there with her. Jesus never left her. And the second thing she'll say to you is, not only that, but we were there with her through our prayers. She knew that, experienced that. She experienced what it was know Jesus closer than a friend and she knew what it was to experience the prayers of others supporting her and encouraging her through that Jesus is our loving, faithful, honest truthful, never deserting friend, he is to be our walking partner for life he is the one that we are to spend time with and go for a walk with we should spend some time, go to the beach one day and just walk with Jesus Speak to him. Enjoy what he has created. Know him. Experience him. He is to be our partner for eternity. Well, friends, wise friendships, they are a wonderful gift from God, aren't they? They are something to be treasured. Look for them. Cultivate them. Develop them. Pursue them and enjoy them. And let me encourage you to walk the walk of life with a wise friend and walk the walk of life as a wise friend. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we just take our time now to contemplate what it is that you want us to be as friends, who you want us to be, Lord, We pray now that you will transform us and change us into the friends that you desire us to be, Lord. Transform us from the inside out. Take away those things that we struggle with, Lord. Remove those things that stop us from being great friends to people around us. Lord, we rely on you and your spirit to change us, Lord. Change us from the inside out. And Lord, help us to look out for those that you've placed around us to people that we, to look for people, Lord, that you've placed around us to walk the walk of life with, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, because you do place them around us. You give us great friends. Lord, we want to praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.